1: Heads up, these are adults having adult conversations, so there could be adult content. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Hyper Caroline Hobby. I am Caroline Hobby, and this week we have Corey Crowder. He is a baller producer. He just produced all of Chris Young's album. He's also producing Cassidy Pope, and he's a hit songwriter. He wrote I'm Coming Over and Think of You for Chris Young, and Think of You was a duet with Chris Young and Cassidy Pope that was off the chain. And he just had a baby girl named Carolina Joy. We were talking about it in the interview, and she wasn't out the oven yet, and she just popped out a little sweet girl named Carolina Joy. So y'all get ready to welcome the amazing Corey Crowder. Hi, Corey Crowder. what's up? How's it going?
0: Uh, It's going great.
1: Well, I'm so excited to be here with you today. I'm excited to be here. And a lot of people, it's really exciting, too, because you're like my husband Michael's doppelganger and brother from another mother
0: yep he's uh he's one of my best buds ever
1: and y'all match and the way you look
0: we match he's the long-haired rock star version of me much skinnier version too.
1: (laughs) oh whatever y'all are both ripped
0: yeah oh yeah shredded (laughs) shredded i got that dad bod
1: oh my god they're in right now what is the dad bod exactly uh it's like
0: (laughs) do you really want to know yeah it's like you know, 15, 20 pounds of extra, excess little lovin? loving. You know, maybe a little have- man boob, maybe a little flat, you know, tire around the waist.
1: Well, you have more people to love.
0: I do. Hey, there's a lot of me to love.
1: Well, and that you have to love your wife, <laughs> yeah. your son, and you have a new baby coming so that's any a good, day. But so
0: I just need more of me to give. To give. There, yeah, yeah,
1: that's why that makes sense. The dad bod diet. That Sonic
0: I had this morning. That just that was just to give love.
1: It's all you could do. <laughs> Sometimes it's the only option.
0: Yeah, it was it. That was all I had. That it was Urban Juicer down the road, but. Sonic yeah. was like, nah, Urban Juicer looks like I'll be just stressed out the rest of the day.
1: Well, and then it might give you like the runs or something because all that vegetable juice.
0: <laughs> Sonic definitely doesn't give you the runs, right?
1: <laughs> okay, so I'm going to start off with a few questions. All right. <clears throat> Are you ready? I'm ready. If your life were a song, what would the title be? Because you're a hit songwriter, so that's only fitting.
0: My life were a song. Uh,. A long and bumpy road.
1: Why do you say that?
0: Uh, it's been a long and bumpy road, but awesome. It's been, uh, it's at least been scenic. Right? Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the two-minute version is, you know, I started out uh, playing bars. Um, Where are you from? I'm from Georgia. Okay. Small town, Loganville. Um, started out playing bars. Yep. And then, just like everybody. And then that turned into, that turned into, like, writing for, I wrote a bunch of TV stuff, had a bunch of TV, songs on TV shows.
1: Which, okay, tell that story, because that's really interesting, random, and, like, doesn't happen to everyone.
0: Right, so, I mean, I was just a kid who thought I was just going to play bars for fun. And then I had music on MySpace, if you remember MySpace.
1: Oh, gosh, yeah.
0: I'm <laughs> like dating myself now, though.
1: <laughs> we're old. Yeah, we I are. I mean, the it fact sucks. that MySpace is like, no young kids even know what that is.
0: I know. Well, I, MP3, <laughs> mp3.com was, was my first. You know, Nobody even remembers that. I don't even know what that is. So, yeah. So and we're my, the
1: same age. How old are you, 30?
0: I turned 33 this year. Me, too. Wow. All right. we're twins. Um, so, okay, so the guy from Buna Murray which does like Real World, Road Rules, okay. The Kardashians, all that stuff. Okay. Anyway, he calls me, and he's like, you want to be a cast member on Real World? We're casting like a musician aspiring to do this. And I just knew what they were going to do to me. They would put me on the show and they'd put me, they'd get me drunk and they'd put like a bunch of beautiful women around me and make me look like the guy, the jerk that, you know.
1: And that's just not your personality.
0: No, it couldn't be any <laughs> less of a personality. So I was like, man, I'm not going to fulfill the role you want me to fill. I'm So how about you just use my music? And I was joking really. And how like,
1: old were you at this point?
0: Like 19.
1: Oh my gosh. Okay. And,
0: uh, and I had just recorded stuff in my room, you know, just mm-hmm. on acoustic. And he was like, okay, I'd love to do that. And I swear, from that point on, they just started using the crap out of it.
1: So you recorded all this music, and it went straight into, like, real-world episodes. I was... Oh, wait. Some of the things you had. Biggest Loser, MTV's Real World, Bad Girls, One, one Tree Hill. One tree hill. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. And TV placements are... That's, like, some well, serious ki- dough.
0: for a kid, it was. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's instant. It is instant. and Uh, Because
1: people don't realize like when you get a single or when you write a song and it gets on an album of an artist It might take years to release and then you might not even ever get a single or much money
0: Yeah, yeah, you might not get money at all Um, Especially because if you have to recoup from a publishing deal or something Oh, yeah I had no publishing I didn't even know what publishing was
1: So you're like rolling in dough at 19
0: (laughs) (laughs) well, ish (laughs) I was paying my bills But so it did kind of give me this like oh my god I could do music for a living. Yeah. And so I ended up signing an independent record deal and then that didn't go so well and then What I, happened? I just it was a it was kind of a Christian based thing but I really wasn't a Christian artist.
1: Wait, wasn't your band called your first band called Farewell to Arms?
0: It was. That's a serious. Name. I was I was really into Dashboard Confessional oh, I and I that. wanted to be him so bad. So I was like I'll just name myself something like a band
1: yeah, so I what called is myself
0: it? a feral to arms. It worked. I mean, for that scene of music, it worked.
1: Was that your first record deal? That band?
0: No, I ended up going by Corey Crowder on the okay. record deal, um, mm-hmm. but I wasn't a Christian artist, and they were pushing me as one. It didn't work. I didn't. I, I had no business being in that genre. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, it kind of taught me a few lessons, and ended up getting a developmental deal with Sony. Okay, uh, that brought me back to Nashville, and
1: back to Nashville.
0: I lived in Nashville for like eight months.
1: When you when all the
0: the Christian stuff was going okay. on, and it was I just I didn't know anybody. It was kind of depressing being oh. here when you don't know anybody, and
1: you're so young,
0: young and just like broke because it's so expensive here. Yeah. Just so broke, golly! I mean, yeah. me and Lainey used to eat our like really nice meal was going to Outback and eating French onion soup and free bread. Oh, that was oh. our really nice dinner.
1: How Something sweet as that, oh,
0: though. Oh, so bad. Aren't
1: you glad you had the hungry years, though?
0: Yes, no doubt. Because it no, makes no you doubt. who you are. It does. I'm very thankful for them. Okay. We're spoiled now, but they. But I had a developmental deal that introduced me to every writer in town that I wanted had ever wanted to write with.
1: And it's such a huge writing community here.
0: It is, and and the biggest part for me was just getting to know the people. Yeah. Uh, and I signed a publishing deal with Universal and they I just got introduced to a lot and it was like for me it was like songwriting camp even though I had written you know three like independent albums for myself Mm -hmm. I didn't really know how to write a song I just was just winging it yeah um
1: oh by the way why did you start writing songs when you were a kid
0: I I don't know I I really don't I had no big awesome story about that I just, just
1: started doing it and liked it
0: yeah I played guitar I took lessons as a kid um I didn't even know I could sing good. Like, nobody oh. n- nobody in my family is musical, so I had no idea. And I started, <laughs> like, I think our youth group at church needed somebody to play guitar, and they were like, do you sing at all? And I was like, I don't think I sing good. <laughs> and then I like, sang, and they were all like, man, you sing really good. Yeah, and I you was have like,
1: a great voice, like one of the best.
0: <laughs> well, at the time, I didn't know. I mean, you know, when, you, when you've never been told you're good, you just think you're just
1: and you're not from, like, a musical community. Or yeah,
0: I didn't I didn't have anybody that taught me. I didn't know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but so I started just writing songs just for fun, I guess. And then
1: the real world happened. And then the development deal. Well, then the first record deal. And then the Sony.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was definitely, like, I mean, not to over-spiritualize it. But, like, I definitely think it was one of those things that God had to kind of, like, create a few of those things for me to just... Or else I would have never believed it. You know what I mean?
1: Given you those opportunities that were kind of just pulled you they in. They were
0: undeserved, really. As far as like, I didn't work for them early on. It was just more, you know. I think God's way of being like, hey,
1: here's this, your. Road. This is where you're going. Um, hello, we're in an interview. <laughs> come you can come join. Oh, Scott, come Ponce, say hi everybody. This is this. Come on, say hi. This no, you gotta talk in the microphone. This is Corey's. Come say hi. You
0: have to now. Tell
1: us one enlightening thing. This is Corey's publisher. No, you have to right now. He's so shy. You're on. You gotta say something. I love how shy he is. Right now. You have ten seconds. Come on, hurry. This this is not my shining moment.
0: This is not Scott. Scott has prouder moments than this. I'm
1: I'm behind the scenes, not in front
0: of the camera. That's his line. He's behind the scenes. This is the man making it happen. Have a
1: wonderful interview. So we're at Corey's publishing company right now. And that was his uh, publisher that popped in. <laughs> Publishing companies are so fun. They are. There's always cool people around the building. Yeah. Songwriters are coming in. Like this place
0: is energy. a family too, because, you know, kind of to fast forward a little bit. Like, you know, when I my deal at Universal ended, I had we
1: haven't gotten there. Sony first.
0: Sony, I, I didn't. My record deal didn't happen. I, I had a developmental deal at Sony. Um, it just never fully developed into something. I delivered sides and.
1: Well, and maybe like you were saying, like it happened so young, you weren't quite fully ready for it because you, you said, like you were talking about, yeah, you, it was spiritual. Like God had given you these things you weren't maybe deserving of yet, right? To let you know this was your path.
0: Yeah, and you but know you were
1: deserving of it because He gave you the talent for it.
0: Yeah, I mean, but you know what I mean by that. I mean, right. there's people that just grind and grind and and when I I think I associated writing and production and artists all in this like same hat. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, I didn't realize that there was a career to be had for me yeah. in just writing and producing. Like, I, I never considered that. I always thought, like, man, I have to be an artist or else noth- or nothing. Yeah. And then once I kind of started seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, like, I randomly got, right after I got, I kind of lost my Sony deal, I was still at Universal writing. Um And Kenny Rogers randomly wanted to record a song of mine. And so okay. I think that was, like, the first moment where I was, like, Oh crap. Like I could be a I could be a writer. Yeah. Like only, you know? Like, yeah. this is great.
1: And that's kind of what spoke to your heart the most, right?
0: Yeah, cuz I mean, I I played shows, I mean, from the time I was 18 to 27 when I stopped being an artist, and I was I mean, I played lots of dates. Like I didn't do this whole weekend gig thing. I mean, I was gone for months at a time. Really? And um and I never stopped getting nervous. Before yeah. I played Which is so weird Like just you think Like over time You'd stop getting nervous I didn't I always was nervous Did you it was, dread it? I dreaded it It was my least favorite part About what I did
1: Did you like it Once you were on stage?
0: I mean once I got A few songs in It was cool But I just I, It never felt like A, a natural spot for me mm-hmm. And so Now it's just funny Like now I people Be like You don't miss being an artist I'm like Hell no God That was No way I'd much rather see My songs being sung <laughs> In front of 10,000 people, then be the guy.
1: Totally. But I feel like, we were talking a little bit before, sometimes you don't know exactly what you're totally called to do. You just sort of start going towards a direction. Yeah. And like with Nashville, there's so many, like you were saying earlier, there's so many different roads in this entertainment industry. But it's sort of hard to figure them out until you're just in it.
0: Well, and part of it's, too, like you start going, man, I don't think I can get somebody excited about me as a writer, you know you don't have the confidence in that yet, so you're like, "I know I can get them excited about me as an artist, mm-hmm. so let's do that, and then let's just see what what happens off of that." You know, yeah. And it's just, I think sometimes you just have to go with what what you what you think you can break in with, and then totally. Um, but but hmm. people like Scott and Liz. so you know,
1: and those are your publishers. Yeah. So oh, by the way, Scott and Liz Ro- Rose, and Liz Rose, who wrote Girl Crush, is Corey's publisher.
0: Yes. Yeah, so Liz <laughs> became a good friend of mine because I started working with Jamie Lynn Spears. Oh yeah. Right at the end of my Universal publishing deal.
1: Okay.
0: And Liz and I became good buddies, and I'll never forget. I was, I was like shopping around to publishers. You know, I've like taken meetings, and I hadn't really talked to Liz. And I don't know why. I just didn't want to like. I didn't want to put her in an awkward position to say no Yeah. because we were buddies and (laughs) writing. And so we were in the studio with Jamie Lynn, cutting, and she goes – I'll never forget. She goes, hey, I'm mad at you, by the way. I was like, for what? She was like, because you are looking for a publishing deal and you haven't talked to me. I was like, that's bull crap. (laughs) I was like, you knew I needed a publishing deal. You could have talked to me. And she was like, well, I want your publishing. I want to be – I want to work with you. So I came and met with Scott and uh, Natalie was here at the time. Uh, Natalie now Natalie Pasley.
1: No, she's married to Eric Pasley. Yeah. Yes.
0: So I met them for beers, and it was awesome. And we started just kind of dating, uh-huh. so to speak. Yep. And uh, and here I am. This then is Then y'all awesome. got married. We got married.
1: How's the marriage been?
0: We've had plenty of song babies together.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Which, by the way, we're kind of jumping everywhere. Corey's about to have his second number one. His first number one was Chris Young, I'm Coming Over. What? That was a three-week number one?
0: Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's stupid. That's crazy.
1: And now you're having your second number one with Chris Young and Cassidy Pope It's a duet. Yep. Thank you. They played it on the ACMs, which was amazing. That was cool. So does that? just freak you out with excitement when you hear it and like when you saw it on the acms that was
0: really cool i mean first of all to see it played was really cool and see it in person but we had two nominations so yeah
1: what were the nominations i went
0: from two years before sitting in like the cheap seats (laughs) to being on the nominee floor and like walking the red carpet with chris it was really it happened it seemed to me like it happened really fast you know yeah like uh, i know to maybe people here i've been a while here because you've been here
1: how many years now
0: Six this time. Yeah. And I've been around and I know maybe it didn't seem that fast to other people, but God, it felt fast to me, you know? Yeah. Just me and Lani were walking the carpet and she was like whispering to me and she was like, this is weird. And I was like, yeah, this is really weird. It's like, but don't act like it's weird. Just act like it's really normal. Act- <laughs> At least I saw Javi, I saw I saw Michael like ahead of me and I was just like, all right, I feel comfortable. Like, I know it. I'll see Michael up there. This isn't that bizarre. And I was with Chris, so Chris is yeah. one of my best friends too, so it was like. But it is
1: is weird getting thrown into those situations because you belong there, but like it's also like, holy shit, there's Jason Aldean and there's like, you know, Keith Urban. But it's weird because your community is now becoming those people. Yeah. And because you're kind of right, you kind of rise up as classes, I feel like, in a way. Totally. And now it's like, that's your people now. They need you just as much as you need them and everyone works together. Yeah. Isn't that weird? It is weird. To be in that group?
0: It is. It is when you think about it, but it doesn't feel very weird, you know, I mean, because these are all buddies. Mm-hmm. Um, it is weird. It, it's weird. I'll tell you, it was cool for me. My mom and my stepdad came out to Vegas and they've yeah. never, this is the first time they've ever been kind of thrown into this world yeah, where they get to like see celebrities and stuff. And, you know, we were just like, we'd run into like Coles who's a buddy from Georgia, you know. And, like, we'd, I'd, like, we'd shake hands and I was like, oh, dude, this is my mom and and my stepdad, Rick. And, like, they were, we'd, they'd walk away and be like, that was Cole now And I was like, oh, yeah, that was Cole oh, like, Yeah. just didn't, like, Click. Hit, hit me.
1: Because to you, it's just another human that you work with that you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Because we know what, even though it looks like this to the world, so we know what it looks like behind the scenes. <laughs> it's not very flashy behind it's the scenes. It's really
1: not. No. Tell me what behind the scenes look like to you. It looks like this. Which is a beautiful studio yeah, on a beautiful you. day. Great thank Mac you. computer, you oh, got all this your
0: Corey's MacBook on here.
1: Bells and whistles. Yeah. Oh, by the way, everyone, in case you didn't know, Corey Crowder is the man responsible for my theme song.
0: Caroline, yeah.
1: <laughs> I know. I felt very honored you did that because you're very busy. So to man. write my theme song was very nice.
0: If I haven't told you, this is where I'm going to tell you. Okay. So we're in Vegas. Yeah. And Caroline is ever hanging out. I don't even remember this.
1: Like me, was, Caroline. Yeah. yeah. Oh
0: speaking about you in third person
1: yeah. like garth you know it's not weird is it no.
0: okay <laughs> <laughs> we were we were talking i think me and michael were playing blackjack or something mm-hmm. and you were talking to laney and you were like i think you should name your baby because we're having a baby girl and your mom. neighbor caroline you were like i think you should name her caroline it's a strong name we've <laughs> n- i've never hated my name it was so hilarious
1: i love my name
0: i know so the next morning me and laney are having breakfast and we're like Lain, I was like, how, "How awesome is Caroline?" I was like, "She is so funny. She was like, "I love her, and Michael.:
1: By the way, Lanny is Corey's wife, and she is one of the coolest chicks in this town. They're Thank about you. to pop out their new baby.:
0: I agree. She's
1: just a badass.
0: She is and I love beautiful, her. inside and out. Yeah I way outpunted my coverage. With you her.
1: guys are a great couple. y'all are a power Thank couple. You.
0: Well she we were like, "Man, Caroline is a cool name." And then our waitress walks up and she's just like... Kind of exotic looking lady. Like she's like, I don't know, maybe Filipino or something. I don't know. But she says, uh, and her name tag says Carolina.
1: I love Carolina. And I was
0: like, Laney.
1: Are y'all gonna name her Carolina?
0: That's the name. Carolina? Carolina Joy. Ah! <laughs> so it was totally inspired.
1: It. I love you. I love It
0: was Carolina. inspired by our conversation.
1: Carolina Joy.
0: And then we started Get thinking out the house. We started thinking. Me and Lanny got married, and we lived in South Carolina for four years. So we started I'm a so life together. i so jealous of
1: this name.
0: And so I was like, Carolina Crowder sounds like a strong name. Sounds
1: like she's going to be a badass. Like, <laughs> what is she going to do? Something amazing. I know.
0: And it, it doesn't sound like a stripper name. So That no. was what I was worried about.
1: It sounds beautiful. Yeah, Carolina?
0: yeah. I want to cry. And my, So this is a cool story, too. So Great. my mom's middle name is Joy, which is one reason we were doing it.
1: Well, and people live up to their names totally so if you give her the name joy she's going to be joyful
0: i know and this is you're gonna you're you're gonna give you chills so we decide on carolina joy laney has a aunt that she was adopted Mm -hmm. um and she really didn't have any family like her only family was laney's parents and like she's always around super nice joy harris she was like the (sighs) coolest i mean i just considered her an aunt you know yeah um and so we told her we were like, hey, you know, one of the reasons too we liked Joy was because we were like, oh, Joy Harris, duh, like how cool is that? Mm-hmm. So we told her, and she flipped out. She was like, because I mean, it felt it made her feel like
1: so like part of the family. Yeah.
0: Well, like two weeks ago, she died of a heart attack, like in the middle of uh, Academy Sports, and I was like, this is, this is unbelievable, like. And we we're about to have a little girl. Her name's Joy. You know, like Carolina Joy. Oh, my I was gosh. Like,
1: wow. But how amazing that you told her I that. I know. And
0: she was so happy, like, <laughs> just bragging about it at the beach. And I was like, man, what a cool. I mean, t- terrible. De- right. Devastating. Very hard for the family. But um, what a cool thing for her to have known about.
1: Yes.
0: So Carolina Joy, it's a super meaningful name. And okay, you're I- a part of it.
1: Come oh. on. First off. Carolina, I've thought about the name Carolina before because it's so beautiful. Like in Carolina, the South, North, and yeah. South Carolina, there's some of the best cities in those states. Like you said, you all have a connection to it. Yeah, and it's original. Yeah, and I'm telling you, Carolina's been the best name. That's what <laughs> I was trying to tell you. Yeah. I really sold myself.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you never know. People might call her Caroline. I mean, never, cause yeah. it might just be easier to say than Carolina, but
1: yeah. That's so awesome. That cool. I'm so happy it could be a small party. You were.
0: Lady was like, "You should tell her that." (laughs) So that morning, because I was like, "I don't think she knows." I know Michael knows, but
1: that's so awesome. Of course, Michael for this publishing
0: company is like Carolina June. Yeah. So he Mm -hmm. was like, "Dude, I love that."
1: Oh yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. I can't wait to meet her.
0: Yeah, me too. (sighs)
1: Okay. Okay. Sorry, I just
0: deterred our conversation. It's okay. There's
1: no real path (laughs) here. It's like the bumping, bumpy long road, like you said. Yeah. That's same thing with this interview. We can go wherever we want.
0: I think me and Michael have the same ADD (laughs) as well.
1: Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Michael, oh, yeah. You guys, I love watching y'all together. He gets so excited when he sees you.
0: Oh, we, yeah. I'm, You know, I told Laney my favorite part about people like him is I can turn off the Nashville thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not that you turn on a Nashville thing. What is the Nashville thing? This, like, need to, like, be guarded or to like, it sounds so dumb, but like when he's, when I'm around hobby, there's no, like we're not talking about music and if yeah. we are, it's not stressful. It's enjoyable. Yeah. It, we're just hanging. Like yeah. it is just, we can just be, like, I don't feel like there's any agenda mm-hmm. ever. It's just hanging.
1: Which y'all created the American hang because of that reason. Yeah. Which tell me about that.
0: That is exactly what you're talking about with the class though. Mm -hmm. So, me and Michael, Michael actually had the idea, he was like, dude, what if we, every Monday, just got some beer and just wrote a song? Or didn't, just, but just tried, just hung out. just
1: put yourself in the space to do it. Yeah,
0: and I was like, dude, that's a great idea, I'm in. And neither one of us had shit going on, like (laughs) nothing.
1: Like, no number Uh, one songs. No, like, they had lost their record
0: deal, I think, from what? Uh, Interscope. Interscope. So, they were here, like, trying, you know, trying to get a deal, just like. trying to write. Yeah. But like.
1: Trying to get something going. Yeah.
0: And and I had just lost my deal and I was trying to figure my life out.
1: Aren't those moments like before you get to the next moment of greatness, aren't those moments kind of like, is this, do you ever feel like, is anything ever going to
0: Yes. I mean, we did. This is our conversations (laughs) every time we hung out. We were like, I mean, we could write the best song ever and it wouldn't matter. Like, you know. (laughs) Because
1: nobody cares right now.
0: (laughs) But so he was like, who do you think we should get? And I was like, we should get Neil Mason. Oh, yeah. From Cadillac 3, who they didn't have anything going on either. They were actually called Cadillac Black, I think, at the time. Oh,
1: yeah. Mm -hmm. And And that's, yep, yep.
0: And then Kale Dodds is one of my best friends, like, from from my whole life. Like, I've known him since he was a kid. Oh, I
1: didn't know
0: y'all went that far back. Oh, yeah. And I was like, dude, we got to get Kale. And I was like, well, there's there's our foursome. Yeah. So every Monday night, we would write demo and drink while riding and then we'd go to ml rose and play hoop shoot and drink beer and i mean it was just a ritual and we ended up riding like a bunch of the thousand horses stuff like, drunk dial unintentionally like
1: drunk dial southern
0: yep and we uh and it, we jokingly because neil's band used to be called american bang
1: uh-huh
0: kale was like we should call it american hang Neil was very against this, by the way. At first, he was like, No, that's lame, that's lame, we can't do that. And then, but then it became such a joke, we kept calling it that. you
1: couldn't think of a better name. It just Sometimes became
0: the hang, the American Hang. You can't
1: deny what's meant to be. <laughs> I know. You know?
0: But what's cool about it is Thousand Horses, obviously killing it. They had a number one with Smoke, mm-hmm. a top 20 with Drunk Dial, they're killing it, they're on the road with Aldean. Uh, you know, uh like Three is had singles out there on the road with Florida. Georgia Line, Tales yep. About to Get a Record Deal, I'm Writing and Producing.
1: On your second number one hit.
0: It's crazy and none of us had shit going on oh. like four years ago.
1: Can you believe that?
0: It's so cool.
1: Doesn't it feel like magic?
0: It does. It's it makes our like our times when we get together now just like we all just kind of look at each other and we're like all right, let's cheers. This is badass. <laughs> Which, you know? by the
1: way, y'all just wrote an amazing song. This uh, uh Willie, whatever it was oh, called.
0: Oh God, the new horses that did jam. Oh, yeah, it's so
1: freaking good. So good. And it's, I think that the American Hang is awesome because, like you said, y'all can just relax. You can get crazy and get weird. And yeah, just like you don't have to be like, you know, like so worried about the national thing. Yeah, like or yeah. impressing anyone.
0: I like riding with those guys because they. We refuse to do anything normal. We're like, <laughs> let's just be weird. Yeah. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It's like a soul filler day.
1: You can push yourself. Yeah. Yeah.
0: There's just no boundaries. We're just like, let's just get weird and write something
1: fun. I love it. Who yeah. else do you love writing with?
0: I am really digging writing with Randy Montana right now. Oh, he's awesome. Uh, and he
1: had his own record deal. And did he have a hit song on the radio at one point? I don't know. No, he wrote Suds in the Bucket.
0: Yeah, I don't I, I, I you haven't
1: studied his catalog. Unfortunately, <laughs> don't
0: know. But all I know is that he's badass, uh-huh. and we are writing great songs. We got we just got a John Party cut together. Oh, great. Um, one of my favorite songs I wrote last year. He John Party cut, which that never happens. You know, and usually you write a song with an artist or the producer or somebody associated, but it's really hard. I found to get an outside song cut.
1: Yes, when an artist is not writing on the song, it's just hard. Yeah,
0: and, uh, truly. We wrote this song with Jeremy Stover, and it's one of my favorites. And, What's it called? Um, it's called uh, Turn You Down, or Can't Turn You Down. I, okay. I can't remember what they ended up going with for the title, but I don't care. They could call it anything. Who cares? Anything.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just cut it.
0: But it's just a cool, vibey song. Randy can sing anything, and I like it. But I like him. I'm really digging around right with Matt Jenkins right now. Oh, yeah. Um,
1: and he wrote Cop Car.
0: Yeah, he um, wrote Where It's At.
1: Oh, for Dustin Lynch.
0: Mm -hmm. He just wrote Confession, the Florida Georgia Line number one. Oh, dang. Yeah, he's badass. And I I love I always love Carrie Barlow. Oh yeah. Carrie Barlow's well, I mean, other than the hang guys, I mean those those guys are the days that I like. I refuse to do anything normal. Yeah. With those guys, you know?
1: That's awesome.
0: It's like Today we're gonna to write something great, or we're not gonna write at all. Like I love that. I refuse to let this write go to waste.
1: Oh, how awesome is that? Yeah. Who are your favorite artists to work with?
0: Um. Well, right now, I'm, I <coughs> as far as the you mean production or writing? Either. Well, obviously Chris Young has been one of my favorite of all time. I mean, yeah, just for obvious reasons, and we're good buddies and we write good stuff you uh, and
1: also you produce Chris Young I don't I do. know if I said that
0: I do uh, me and him me and him actually co-produced his record that's awesome um, which is fun because I, I love having Chris's uh studio brain like associated with it too because he's really great uh in, in the studio as far as he's tons of good ideas um he has a really good understanding of you know where it's gonna end up you yeah. know what I mean because uh-huh. it's hard to see that vision yeah um but I love, you know, I'm working on a new artist, Seth Ennis, right now Mm-mm. at Sony. He is awesome. He's the first one that I've been a part of from, like, conception of him. Like, I, I found him, brought oh, him wow. to Scott. We signed him some publishing deal. We got him a record deal. And then now I'm working on his record. It's How like, cool is that? It was really fun.
1: This is like your baby.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, I just cut some sides on Cassidy Pope. Love oh, her. She's, she's awesome. She's
1: so good.
0: She is amazing. Her voice is
1: great, and she's Um, just like cool.
0: She is the coolest. Yeah, the coolest. I mean, she's if if I were a girl, I would want to be like Cassidy. You know what I mean? (laughs) What's she like? She has a tattoo sleeve. She's like a beautiful girl, but she's also like a super cool hang. Yeah, it's like I don't know. She's just and she's an unbelievable singer. Yeah, but she's just like great energy, great vibes to be around. Um, Kale Dodds, I've, I just produced mm-hmm. his stuff. I sl- love working with one of my best buds. Yep. Um I did Jamie Lynn Spears.
1: Oh, Did you ever meet Britney?
0: Oh, yeah. Ah! Yeah.
1: What was Britney like? And I love Jamie Lynn, she's by the way. She's super sweet. She was so cool.
0: Beautiful. Gorgeous. She is. Gorgeous. Everything. Kind of one of those people, though, because you've only seen them on TV.
1: Yes. They don't feel real.
0: When Yeah, exactly. You're talking. T- I'm talking to her. <laughs> and I know she's a real person, but for some reason, she just doesn't seem like I can't human. believe it. Yeah.
1: I know there's only a few people in that category for me and they're kind of mainly pop stars. Cuz country is so like tangible for us, you know? Like yeah. we're so involved in this community. But like Katy Perry and like Britney Spears and Jennifer Lopez.
0: I was like that when I met Me and Lanny were in Vegas. I was I was out riding with Rascal Flatts and they got asked by Stephen Tyler to come watch one of his shows. Okay. So afterwards, so we got the suite. Now, I thought it was cool just like that was cool for me <laughs> yeah. just to watch him play from a suite in Vegas. And then, uh, Joe Don was like, Hey, you want to go down to his green room and kick it with him? And I was like, Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that'd, that'd be <laughs> awesome. And I so, guess I'm like, free. Seeing him in person was kind of like, What the
1: heck? What I'm was like... that like? He's awesome. And he's around Nashville now a lot.
0: Yeah. And I know a lot of my friends have written with him and like know him, but. That doesn't make it any less crazy. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be like that around Dave Grohl, too. I'm a big Ugh. Dave Grohl fan. So yeah. I think I would geek out over Dave Grohl. Oh,
1: yeah. Okay. So who would you geek out over? Dave Grohl?
0: Dave Grohl, for sure. Um, you're going to laugh, but Ellie Goulding. You love her? It, and it has nothing to do with her looks. It is strictly. I, you know that I song? Think
1: Michaels loves that song, too. Oh,
0: uh, no. You know, Why I Got You on My Mind? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? So Walker, my little boy, thinks that it says, why I got you on my mommy, and so, which is kind of kinky, but we just like let him embrace it, uh-huh. and he sings it, uh, but, and so it's really funny. Every morning, like this morning, just a minute ago, he said, "Can we have a dance party in my jeep?" Stop. So we like are we probably look so goofy, me and this three year old in the back. We're like, "Why I got you on my mommy?" <laughs> um, oh, I would geek cheeky. out over her though. I, okay. I don't know why she just she's uh, awesome. She's so good. So
1: what would you talk to Brittany about?
0: We were filming something.
1: Okay. Uh, Is it a secret? I'm going
0: to be politically. Is it recent? Yeah. We were filming something for okay. Jamie Lynn and she was in it. Okay. That's all. I think that's all I can probably
1: Set. say. Cool.
0: But uh, we were filming something and she was there. And, and she was at Jamie Lynn's wedding too. So I got to meet her there. Okay. But we were actually like in close quarters like this for the. Shoot. Like she breathed on you. Yeah. How did her It's amazing. Yeah.
1: Okay. And Jamie Lear, (laughs) Jamie Lynn's amazing too. She's her own talent. Like, and that's a big
0: cool as crap.
1: And that's a big shadow to live under for Jamie Lynn, you know. And she's like totally emerged as her own. She does her own thing. She does. It's there's at
0: least I don't pick up on it. I don't think there's any weirdness. I don't either. She, I think she just does her.
1: I feel like she does too, and she's just chill.
0: We just cut some new stuff on her, and it is bad to the bone.
1: And her voice is great.
0: Oh yeah, and it's developed like into this, like, cool thing where she has super confidence in it now, and, like, it's just tone, and it's just a very unique, its own thing. It's really cool. Her live show's gotten so good, and, like, I mean, she just kind of, like, over the years grew up and mm-hmm. created this thing, and I think people are going to dig this new stuff. We, I
1: can't wait to hear it.
0: We, Her and Liz and Heather Morgan and Emily Shackleton, they all went to the beach. Oh. Like, Tina Parole and all these, all these girls. I'm, I'm missing people, but they all went to the beach, and they wrote.
1: Did they not invite you?
0: I didn't want to go. There's too many girls.
1: <laughs> um, Corey, you can't handle all those females. I can't. You can handle females. I,
0: I can't. <laughs> so I got one at home. That was enough. <laughs> so they wrote these awesome songs, and they came back, and uh, it's so uh, I'm really excited for people to hear it. I, I'm just I love being a part of her stuff. That's it's awesome. Cool. Yeah, it's cool. I'm I'm lucky. I'm 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 getting to produce a lot of cool stuff, and I and write on stuff. I I just. I'm having fun. That's my one rule in production. If I'm not having fun, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Um. That's that. That's why the production world's fun for me. Is mm-hmm. If I if I can have fun with it and like be excited about it, then I want to do it. Yeah. But if it's stressful and it's just a job, I don't. That's the thing. Where I, do
1: you get your inspiration for producing? Like, how do you? Because okay, I don't know if people, regular people who aren't in the music industry, know this, but like building tracks and <clears throat> all the behind the scenes production, like it's very complex. Yeah. How do you figure out where you want to go and where you're inspired?
0: You know, I really don't... I, I just, like, every day pray that like I don't run out of that. Uh, pray for inspiration? Yeah. Like, That's just, what
1: Bob DePiro does, too.
0: I mean, I'm serious. It's like you... <clears throat> you I, I really have no reason why it's there. Like, why I'm able to hear a song and know where I want it to go and be confident in it. Or... Wake up with a new idea to write, or wake up with a new groove or melody to do. Mm-hmm. I have no idea why that's there, and I just am like staying thankful for it, I'm <laughs> just like please don't let it run out. <laughs> and I guess if it ran out, I'd just take a trip for a little bit and just try to get Fill it back. back yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it, um, I think part of part of that is just surrounding myself with really talented people uh, to stay fed and inspired. Because mm-hmm. I'm, I, I think it's that's what's cool about co-writing and. Uh, right, working with different people as they inspire you in different ways, and yeah, I mean, I write when I write with Randy, I write a certain kind of song, like what kind? I don't know. It's just like we're in a band for the day, you know what okay. I mean? Okay, so, so y'all are
1: like in the same wavelength.
0: Yeah, and the same thing with Michael. It's like me and Michael write songs that we write, like you know what I mean? Like but you they,
1: couldn't write that with someone else. No,
0: like we're like in a band for the day. Like yeah, it's like, and that's what we get. What comes out of those rights sounds like me and him.
1: So it's almost like putting it in a different way, like how you have friends, like your relationship, like with your wife or your relationship as a, with a friend, it's different in each friendship. So like yeah. a write with a different person, it's different in each right. Is yeah, right?
0: it is. I love that. I mean, you know, there's some people that, you know, they always write songs that sound like them, but I love, I kind of like hopping on different trains, you know, every day. Mm-hmm. It just keeps me interested. So, you know, one day we might write a super pop song, you know, and one day it might be super country, it might, might be super rock one day. I love that. That's fun.
1: Yeah. Is it stressful thinking about having to get cuts, or do you just let that go? Tell me, tell people what it's like being a it professional is. songwriter. Like you said, not it an artist, stressful. you know, just needing other artists to cut your songs. What does that feel like?
0: Um, man, uh, it's hard to describe. It's It's a scary unknown feeling and there's like there's so many factors that play into it like Such as. who you're friends with um and that i don't mean that is like a something shady goes on i just mean like just by nature of business like mm-hmm. people like doing business with people they're friends with mm-hmm. so it's like you know if i'm not friends with just pick an artist tim he's mcgraw okay. if i'm not if he's not a good buddy of mine and none of his camp is good buddies of mine
1: you're not on the it's radar just
0: harder to get a song in that camp, then it would be if those were my good pals, right? And I'm just using that as an example. That
1: totally.
0: <laughs> that's definitely not a true statement about that, but it's like, yeah, it, it just so that just means, and so you know, you kind of can, you kind of have to embrace that a little bit and just be like, and not get your feelings hurt, um, and just try to write the best song you can every day. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, I, I will say there is another element of like being smart about it and being like, hey. Look, I know Luke Bryan's making a record coming up. You know, and uh, it wouldn't hurt for me to like get in that headspace for a few weeks and Mm -hmm. like just really like try to listen to what his records and like what he how what his language is, you know, to know like yeah and and just shoot for it. I mean it doesn't hurt. I mean there's everybody has different approaches. I just I enjoy that. Like trying to get my brain into his what would he wanna say and how would he wanna say it and what's cool and um And all that mixed into, like, what you do naturally, you know?
1: So it's a lot. It's head games.
0: It is. I think the biggest thing I've learned is embracing Mm -hmm. that, like, I'm not going to be the best writer for every record. Right. So I might not be the dude that ever gets a Carrie Underwood cut, and I'm, I'm okay with that. I would love a Carrie Underwood cut. Yeah. But, like, maybe I'm not the best writer for Carrie Underwood's record, you know? There's probably much better writers in town that write that stuff. But maybe I am the the best writer for Chris Young yeah. record, you know. Like true, and I think just kind of embracing that, like, hey, look, you can't be badass at every genre yeah. and style. And well,
1: there's so many different flavors. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's, so I think just like that's been really big for me in the last year, just kind of embracing, like, okay, I'm me, and this is what I'm good at. I'm just gonna do me, and whatever that produces will be good. Truly, yeah. yeah. And and you ride it out as long as you can. I can't remember who told me this. They said, if you if you have one run in this town, I think it was Mark D. Sanders. Maybe I might be wrong. But <laughs> he said, if you have one run as a songwriter in this town, you're so lucky. Yeah. If you have two runs in this town, what does a you're, run a, mean? you're a legend. And I was like, oh, damn. And it's true. Because like a run, meaning like you have a streak of cuts and singles and hits and like, yeah. like a real run. Like
1: you're on your run right now.
0: God, I hope it keeps going. <laughs> But like if you have if you're lucky enough to have one that do one that lasts a long time you're like it's super fortunate. But if you can like stick around mm-hmm. like Liz has like stick around for like de- multiple mm-hmm. decades and like still get cuts and still have singles like and by the way puts, Liz
1: Rose wrote like all of Taylor Swift's first album
0: like it's, songs about rain for Gary Allen which oh, is an yeah. unbelievable song I love that song uh, Crazy Girl Lee oh Bryce. yeah uh, she wrote Girl Crush yeah she has like a bunch of cuts coming out. I think uh, I don't want to speak too soon on cuts she has, but
1: she's a, she's, she's, like, killing it. she's a freak of nature. Yeah,
0: she's. Yeah. I learn every time I write with Liz, I learn. What do you learn? Uh, she's not afraid. She's like the most fearless writer I've ever She'll written. She'll just with. spit out stuff. Yeah, she didn't, she didn't care. She's not worried about you thinking she sounds stupid.
1: And Which, that is you have. So she dares to suck every day and could care less. I
0: love it. It's the best, and get such good songs that way.
1: Because then, like all of a sudden, it will trigger something in your mind that you wouldn't have thought about.
0: Yeah, stream of consciousness. Just
1: she spits it out.
0: I love it. It it makes rights with her so fun, and they tend to go fast because of that. Because there's not a lot of like silent sitting and.
1: So she has a great stream of consciousness.
0: She does. That's I mean, another
1: thing. Like she has a good a lot of thoughts happening.
0: Yeah, I mean her her like songwriting form like that would be what we're talking about is really great but also just she has a lot of talent too i mm-hmm.
1: mean
0: that form it doesn't doesn't happen well i mean you can spit out a bunch of bullcrap but she actually has great, great stuff. stuff yeah yeah so she i've learned a lot from her
1: so just to be more fearless yeah you seem fearless
0: I mean, I'm getting way more fearless day by day. With
1: Do you think as you get older, you just kind of get more like you were saying, just like, this is me, this is what I do. Like, you know what you're good at now. So, like, you can just feel Maybe more
0: that is it. Maybe comfortable it is age. to be yourself. Maybe it is age, too. Just mm-hmm. a little bit of maturity. Uh, I don't know. I, I think it's probably a mixture of that. And, you know, once you once you feel what it's like to get a cut or, like, have a single, it's like the confidence level goes up. Yeah. Like I think before, I just kind of felt like, man, I could write the best song that's ever happened, and it wouldn't matter. And so, like that thought keeps you from writing good stuff.
1: Because we build our own like walls and like ceilings.
0: It's like what is it called? Like it's a self
1: uh, fulfilling prophecy.
0: Self fulfilling prophecy. It's almost like
1: I interviewed Tim Shaw. He's a Titans football player former, and he said the same thing. We all decide where we're like the mo- the highest we can go, and you know, like yeah. we put limits on ourselves.
0: Yeah, and it's like once you realize, like, oh my god, like I could, I can, I can write songs, and they can be singles, and they can be number one songs, and you I can, can
1: be that. I
0: can produce records that are hit records, and like you start believing this about yourself, and then it and then it just starts happening, you know. And so yeah. it's like. Uh, it's kind of an amazing. There's probably a deeper lesson to be learned than life about that, but
1: I think manifesting vision, being a vi- do you are you like do you visualize?
0: Yeah, I mean,
1: how do you visualize?
0: I mean, I don't like. I'm not intentional about it. I think that's just my personality in general.
1: So what does that look like in your head? You
0: know, like I always tell Lani, uh, the action's the best action. Uh, yeah. Okay. And, and she was she always hates when I say that <laughs> because she's like a thinker and planner, and I'm like, no, just act. Yeah. And like. Let God change your mind. If for some reason you're going on the wrong course, it'll it'll fix it. It'll course correct. That's so true. Just act. Don't wait. Just act. And that's kind of how I do even in in this setting. It's just like, just go. I'm just going to start building. Do you
1: get like an urge or something? Or how do you know what to act?
0: I just go on gut. You know, I've never never gone on gut and regretted it.
1: I totally agree. And I think that's God talking to us, right?
0: Yeah. I think that's your intuition and your... You know, uh, discernment, you know, in life. Mm-hmm. is just, I think we're all probably given that to a degree and we just have to learn to trust it.
1: Don't you think people are scared to trust it? Yes. Like, you have to choose to trust your gut and your yeah. intuition.
0: And I think <clears throat> at this point, <clears throat> I've heard the word no so many times that I'm kind of <laughs> just like, it doesn't mean anything to me. So it's <laughs> like, or like, that sucks, you yeah. know? So it's, it's just like, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. You know? It's not that big of a deal. I've I've hit plenty of walls in life to to now know like it's not life's too short. It's Yolo, man. Yolo. Yolo.
1: <laughs> you got to. Yeah. When did you start trusting your intuition, though? When I've kind of always eating?
0: been that guy. I mean, I went to <laughs> I went to college. I didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't like college, so I just didn't go to class. I just fished and rode jet skis and drank.
1: Did you stay in college?
0: And played shows. I stayed until the free college ran up from Georgia.
1: How do you get free college?
0: They have Hope Grant. Oh, nice. Um, But like I I knew immediately that I wanted to be a musician. So I just played shows and I stayed home and I wrote and I played in bands.
1: Didn't go to class?
0: Nope. I told my parents. (laughs) uh, Did you pass? No. Ah! Hell no.
1: You didn't care that you failed out of college? No,
0: I didn't. Ah! But it was one of those things that like I didn't care. I knew I just trusted this is what I want to do.
1: That's serious. Trust.
0: And so I just, you know, I just started going on that path. You're
1: like, nope, didn't go to class.
0: I didn't. (laughs) It was funny. I mean, I just, we just rode around jet skis every day. And I mean, I went from time to time, but it was very rare. (laughs) But it worked out. And I worked out. I love it.
1: You're just like, nope, not doing it. Michael didn't go to college either. I grew up thinking you had to go to college and get a degree. But like, that is true. Okay. I'm not saying some people need to go to college for their career and they yeah. feel called to be a doctor or a lawyer or a dentist or something. Yeah. But other people feel called to be a musician or something that doesn't involve college. And college is not necessary for everyone. And I yeah. did not know that. Like, you don't have to go to college.
0: Yeah, I mean, I do feel bad, like, encouraging people not to go to college.
1: But if you don't need it, then you shouldn't go.
0: Yeah, I mean, I do think that sometimes college is good to help you figure out right. who you are and what you want to do. So sometimes it's just good to go just by default. Yeah. just learn, you know, what you want to do. But I do think the whole like go to college and just get a degree to get one is kind of weird.
1: It is it's weird. weird. It's a society weird society thing we do. Yeah, cuz like what if you don't even like your degree?
0: Yeah, I mean like what like my my brother was a, is a good example of like he went and got an agriculture degree mm-hmm. and at the time everybody my I remember us being like why would you do that? But it's so awesome that he did it because he knew he wanted to do that. He's a fireman. But he now runs a freaking farm. And he loves it? Loves it. And now that agriculture degree couldn't be more important.
1: But he knew.
0: He knew. that That's where he really wanted to go um, in you life. You have
1: to follow <coughs> where your love. Yeah. Like your love, right? Yeah. Okay, so we're going to wrap up. Because I know you have a lot to do. Because you're like almost <laughs> having to awesome. walk one This is awesome. I love song. chatting. This is awesome. <laughs> well, you're very interesting, Corey. <laughs> I like to wrap up with Leave Your Light. So basically... Leave some inspiration. Something that's inspired you, or that you live by, or how you want to inspire people.
0: Um, I would say if you can get up. This is there's a Bob Dylan quote that I'm going to butcher, but I'm just going to do the Corey Crowder <laughs> version. Okay. If you can get up every day and love what you do, you're a success. You know, and that's how you s- define success. And I I think that if 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 everybody in the world would just follow their passion and love and do what they love every day, that they would feel successful regardless of money and they'd be happier and that probably the world would be a better place. I mean, you know, it's... I had this conversation with a good friend yesterday that uh, used to be my guitar player and I'm trying to convince him to move here. And I just told him, I was like, dude, you can't... There's no dollar sign on happiness.
1: That's so true.
0: If God meant for you to be a guitar player or a musician then that's what you're meant to do. There's
1: no stopping it.
0: And until you do it, you won't be happy. And you could probably live the rest of your life and make crazy money and be unhappy. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I always just am like a big believer in like do you and do what you're meant for at all costs. I
1: totally agree.
0: I know that's cheesy and cliche. You have to be brave. I just think it's, it's so important. You only get one life. And like my grandma used to tell me, you know, she always used to push this stuff too. And it's like... She did. She ran a jewelry business. She loved jewelry. Mm -hmm. She ran it her whole life, and they never made much money. (laughs) They were broke their whole life. Like I think she like when she died, they were just in massive debt. But it didn't matter. She was happy. She was like super pumped about life because she did what she loved. She loved talking to people and bullshitting with people every day, and buying jewelry and making jewelry. And I just, you know, so I've always just kind of lived by those rules. I love that. That's the way to go.
1: Well, thank you, Corey Crowder. Yeah, thank you. And now guess what's going to come on?
0: Caroline.
1: <laughs> that's it? <laughs> okay, bye.
0: Caroline. She's the queen of talking. Hey, what's on your mind? She's on the inside. She got the scoop on the ones to watch. On the ones that's hot. No one can do it quite like Caroline. I
1: hope Caroline. you guys loved hearing from Corey Crowder. He no is so awesome. Next week is really cool because I'm having an industry executive, White the Bigwig, come in and tell us all the secrets and all the dirt that goes on behind the scenes. Rod Essig, he runs CAA, which is Creative Artist Agency. It's one of the biggest talent agencies in the world. And he's one of the biggest bigwigs at that company. And he's going to tell us all about Cher, Sonny and Cher, all the acts that he works with from Tim McGraw to Lady Antebellum, To Taylor Swift To Julianne Huff, He has worked with everyone Done everything He knows everything And he's so hilarious And so charismatic So y'all get excited To hear from Rod Essick Next week Don't forget to subscribe On iTunes Under Hyper Caroline Hobby And leave some awesome comments Because that helps us Grow this thing Okay see y'all next week Bye